Hallelujah. Oh, he is worthy to be praised. So in um, the beginning, just before the pandemic, I had got a little sick. I was laying in my bed and I couldn't walk and I was taking, um, my daughter came and got me and took me to emergency. And so things happened, things happened. Anyway, I got back home. I was still weak. Then I ended up going to the doctor and they diagnosed me with something called polymyalgia. It's different from fibromyalgia because fibromyalgia has something to do with the nerves, but the polymyalgia attacks the muscles. And so it started out with a stiff neck and my neck was stiff for almost a week. So I decided, I said, I need to go back to the doctor even after they diagnosed me. And she was telling me that was part of it. So it went all into my shoulders and spread it out into my arms. And it had got so that I couldn't even lift my arm. It was just there. So they sent me to therapy and I began to lift it. So this is when I first came to access. I knew God was sending me somewhere. And so at first I was like hesitant, but I came on in because I knew there was something here for me. And pastor spoke and everything that he spoke about was for me. And so I began to continue to come and I began to try to raise my arms more and more. So it got higher and higher and I just was praising God. It was just the glory of God. So I'm fast forwarding. So a couple of Sundays ago, pastor called me out and I had been praying and I knew that my healing was at the front door. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know what, it, what, you know, you know how you just be waiting, but I could feel the presence of God breaking the chains off me. And so when I came that particular Sunday, it blew me away that pastor was like, you, and I'm looking around to see who he was calling. And then I'm like, me? He said, yeah. He said, what's your name again? I said, Deborah. He says, he called first lady over. I love her. She is so humble. And I appreciate you more than you know. And so when she came over, I knew that when she touched me, that God has sent her over to break my chain. And so when she touched me, I couldn't do nothing but fall down. I had began to lift my arms, and it was all in my shoulders and everything. And I fell out on the floor when she touched me. It came out of my shoulders, and they were ready to go forward. They had went forward in a year. God is so good. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. And even when you stand, you got to stand in obedience. And I was so obedient. She made me feel so good. And I just praised him and praised him. And the more I praised him, the more I can move my shoulders. And it's been a year and a half, and they're still moving, praise God. God is so good. He is so good, and he is worthy of our praises. And you, listen, listen, it's about having faith, like faith.
faith that you, you can't even talk about the kind of faith it is. And you just walk knowing, with that knowing, you, you know, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's still healing. He's still delivering. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord, your healer. Come on, sing that again. I am the Lord. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Your healer. Your healer. You sent your word. You sent your word. And heal my disease. my disease. I am the Lord. I, I am the Lord. Lord. Your healer. Your healer. Come on, sing that one more time. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. That healeth me. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord. Come on, sing that one. Your healer. I sent my word and I healed your disease. I sent my word. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Your Come on, there's a presence in here. Come on, sing that. The Lord heal you now. I am the Lord. That healeth thee. That healeth thee. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Your I sent my word. I sent my word. And I healed your disease. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Your healer. Come on, the Lord wants to do something. We're going to keep it going. Oh, everybody's standing. I am the Lord. If you sing that song by faith, the Lord will heal you. I am the Lord. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word. I sent my word. And I healed your disease. And I healed your disease. I am the Lord. I am the Lord, your healer. Come on. You all should know this by now. Let's sing. I am the Lord. The Lord heal you now. That healeth me. Hallelujah. The Lord heal you now. I am the Lord. The Lord heal you now. Your Give me the oil. Healer. Come on. If you're singing that song, I, I sent my word. And I healed and your disease. Lord, heal you now. Every disease, every ailment be cast out now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, by your stripes we are healed. The Lord deliver you now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
the Lord heal you now. The Lord deliver you now. The Lord deliver you now. Touch right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord heal all your disease, all of your ailments. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am the Lord. Hallelujah. I sent my word and I healed your disease. I sent my word and I healed your disease. Hallelujah. I am the Lord, your healer. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baba. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anything you need right now is in, in the room. It's the presence of God comes to deliver whatever need, whatever situation, whatever problem. And the Lord has been placed upon my heart um, to do a theme of encouragement. And I started that on uh, Tuesday night and um, we didn't stay on the air long and I told you all to text someone to encourage them. And we in the room, we just had an awesome time of affirmation and we were here, and um, everybody had to pick someone that was not affirmed. So everybody had a different person to, to speak into their life. And, and, and God just did something beautiful in that service. And, uh, um, but I'm going to be in the, the book of 1 Thessalonians. We're going to be doing 1 Thessalonians and 1 uh, and 2 Thessalonians. Very unique letter. Uh, letter, and uh, we're going to pull some truths from from this. Uh, now, if you if you want, if you feel led to, you can use First Thessalonians as a devotion because I'm going to be there for 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 uh, a season. Um, but I want to talk to you today about continuous encouragement. Continuous. Encouragement. Can you say continuous encouragement? Continuous encouragement. First Thessalonians 5 and 9. Excuse me for not acknowledging anyone today. I just want to get to the word. Um, let's read uh, these uh, about four or five verses or three, three or four verses. Um, well, really three verses. I'm sorry. Uh, let's read that together began, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, 
comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. I focus on verse 11, therefore comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. That Greek word we see comfort, it means to encourage, to encourage. So some translations you will see therefore encourage each other. So um, there are three areas in your saved life that you will see working. There are three areas in your saved life that, that you will see working. Um, um, it is God, the Bible, and you. Now, when I say God, that's Jesus, that's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Um, so that's God, the Word of God, the Bible, and you. Come on, say that's God, the Word of God, and you. Now, God doesn't need any help. The Holy Ghost doesn't need any help. Jesus doesn't need any help. Uh, the Word of God is infallible. Word of God doesn't need any commentaries. The Word of God is true. Word of God doesn't need any help. You and I, <laughs> on the other hand, that's where we need all of the encouragement. That's where we need all of the help. That's where we need all the instructions and the guidance. Uh, God is God. He's self-sufficient. No one has to encourage God. Amen. No, no one has to pat God on the back. He, he is who he is. He is secure. Um, praising God is something we do. Worshiping God is something we ought to do. It is our worship, but it is not needed. Uh, didn't Jesus say, if you hold your peace, the, the rocks will immediately cry out? So, you and me, that is where we need help. You, you acknowledge sometimes that you say, you know, I didn't handle that right. You ever disagree with yourself? In other words, you do something, then you think back and say, you know what? I didn't handle that right. You even disagree with yourself. You did something, then you think. Because even in, in ministry, even in your saved life, anointed, there is still a you that you have to check. Hello, somebody. Didn't Paul say, I, I beat it? Daily. He didn't say, did he say annually? <laughs> did he say weekly? Did he say once a week? Paul said daily. Maybe the problem is y'all ain't beating y'all flesh daily. He beats it because if gone unchecked, it rises up. Are you hearing me? So there in life, you, you admit, you acknowledge that, that I've got to crucify this. But also, knowing that uh, this, this frame, this body, this brain needs a little push. Need, needs a little attaboy. <laughs> Hello, somebody. 
So that's where we are. So in a very intentional manner, the Apostle Paul writes this letter to the Christians in Thessalonica. He, he writes this with the assistance of Silas and Timothy. You'll see Silas and Timothy mentioned. His purpose was to strengthen the Thessalonian church in their Christ-centered faith and give them the assurance that Jesus Christ would return. This particular church was very young. This was a very young church. Uh, we believe about uh, two or three years old. So, so Paul dealt with them very uh, uniquely. He, he, uh, they, they, they were young and naive and they had some misunderstandings. Bless you, Sister Brenda Norris. Uh, from Ohio. God bless you. Um, I didn't acknowledge our visitors. Bless you. But, but by them being a very young church, they were naive. They, they misunderstood a lot of things. And one of their misunderstandings were, was the second coming of Christ. Uh, they, they took it literally, and when they got saved, they, they expected him to turn right, return right away. So, so Paul had to deal with that because literally some of them were going to the street corner quitting their jobs uh, with their bags packed waiting. And then some problems started to happen. Their loved ones started dying and people that were saved dying and they got confused. They were thinking, okay, you said uh, I got saved and Jesus will return and now, now brother so-and-so dead Brother, uh, sister so-and-so dead, uh, what about them? Paul had to really talk about death. He had to tell them that death is not the end, that, that when Jesus comes back, and he even said that if you drown in the sea and they can't find your body, if you're saved, it doesn't matter because you will get up. They... He, he really had to do some intentional encouragement because uh, they weren't like us. I know y'all folk know everything, but they, they were naive. They didn't know a lot, so, so he really had to encourage them. He, he said, Jesus will return, but, but you know, if, if you don't work, you ain't going to eat. Uh, but, you know, he, you know, he said, don't worry, you ain't got to stay at the street corner. If you are saved, wherever you are, you know, and if you are dead, he said, the dead in Christ will rise first. And they that remain shall be caught up. He, he really did a lot of encouraging. And when I read the book, the Lord said, uh, encourage the people. Let them know that encouragement is a necessity. Come on, say, encouragement is a necessity. It's a necessity, that. So the, the letter lets us know that encouragement doesn't just mean nice words. Sometimes encouragement, it is giving understanding and insight into important matters. So... Uh, 
I want to start it off by saying, if you just think encouragement is an boy, you're doing a good job, it's deeper than that. Encouragement has many different faces. Uh, let me give you some different faces for encouragement. Encouragement could be instruction and bringing understanding. Hello, somebody. Encouragement can be complimentary and sincere. Uh, encouragement done right builds the person up. Encouragement builds the person up. Encouragement does not expect anything in return. Uh, encouragement is a gift or comments given wrapped in humility. So please notice something, people of God, when, when um, 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 I get up to speak, I'm just using this as an example, I, I get up to, to, to speak or to preach, um, I, I acknowledge my wife publicly. Now, uh, you might think it's protocol, uh, you might think it's tradition, but, but I do that for uh, a reason. I do that because um, I, I do want you to know that um, uh, my, my calling comes from God. Uh, but, but my calling comes from God, but my wife does not hinder me from pursuing my call. She supports me. She encourages me. She helps me. So I make, uh, 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 sometimes I make a little humor out of it. Sometimes it may sound to you as flirtatious, but my motive is sincere. I acknowledge publicly that when you see me standing here, she is helping me to stand here. I know it's, it's God, it's, it's the Holy Ghost and the anointing that enables me and, and of course myself, I, I, I do my study, I do my preparation, um, my study time, uh, I know that, but, 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 if not for a supporting wife, the love, the support, the encouragement. So, so I acknowledge her just like I acknowledge God and, and I pray and ask God to help me. I acknowledge her to say, uh, you are helping me stand here. You hearing me? So never think that, that acknowledging your family or your spouse is a waste of time. Don't take it as tradition. Don't take it as protocol. If they're helping you, you know, it, it would be difficult to preach with a bad home. It, 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 it would be pre... It, it, uh, I remember, um, um, I would call his name, but he said this, I won't call his name, a uh, very popular, popular preacher, you all know. But he said, he said, I was being divorced and I would go to preach and he said, uh, the, the, the pastor would be acknowledging his wife and he would feel so bad. He said, I felt so bad because, you know, my house, I'm, I'm, I'm being divorced and I'm going through that. And, and it, it puts a weight on you. Amen. And that's why I acknowledge her. When you are working in ministry for God and the church, 
when you are trying to live saved and live for Christ, you will need these things to help you. You need a God calling upon your life. You can't, say, you can't be saved without God calling you to be saved. You can't be saved without Jesus. You need the Holy Ghost and the anointing. You need a prayer life and the constant reading and study of God's word. And you need to study and prepare yourself. And then the support and encouragement of your loved ones. And believe it or not, support and encouragement many times is taken as unimportant or optional. But I started this series on Tuesday because I had an unction from the Holy Ghost on the theme of encouragement. And um, I want to say this. Encouragement is very vital for spiritual growth and development. Uh, did you all hear that? Encouragement is very vital for spiritual growth. Now, you all saying, I don't need no help. I don't, I'm good by myself. No, you're not. That, that's just a big lie. <laughs> you know, you, you, you put that front, but, but you need someone sometime to say, you know what, let me encourage you. Keep, keep on doing what you're doing. On your job, you needed some encouragement. Now, uh, y'all remember um, the, the stages of life or various life stages? When a child is learning how to walk, there will be many times where that child will fall. Remember? Although the destiny of every baby is to eventually walk, no baby comes out the womb walking. True? Did your baby start walk? And isn't it amazing uh, the development and stage of life that child will start trying to get up and walk and then they will fall? Now, I don't know any parent that when the baby falls, you say, you stupid little baby, get up from there. I don't know any child, that would, I don't know any uh, uh, parent that would do that. Do you know any? Because as they're trying to balance, you know there's going to be some, some, some error there because they haven't got it all yet. Oh, I'm preaching right now. Uh, you, you know, when, when a babe in Christ comes in, you don't just beat them, oh, you stupid little saint. You labor with them until Christ is formed in them. Are you hearing me? You know, um, you know my, Kaylee wants to do everything that we do. And sometimes you let her do something that won't hurt her. And then sometimes you say, you know, if it's going to hurt her, uh, you kind of say no or stop it. So, so you're there. Your encouragement is two ways. Sometimes, you know, now it's the, now it's the pot. Now it's the potty. Oh, we got to make a big deal because, you, know, you, you know, you potty on the pot pot. That's what she said. I potty on the pot pot. And we clapping. Yay. Why? Because we are encouraging it. Are you hearing me? We're trying to get you to understand that the better you are, I don't have to smell. <laughs> I don't have to clean up. And so, so you make a big deal out of the stages of life. 
Spiritually, it's the same way. Are you all hearing me? Now, some might say, I don't need no flattery words. Well, there is a distinct difference between flattery and encouragement. There is a distinct difference between flattery, although the same words could be used, but strategically, encouragement, see, some of y'all turn me off, y'all say, what is, I didn't come here to hear about encouragement. This is going to help you. There is a distinct difference between flattery and encouragement. Flattery is insincere. Encouragement is truthful. Hello, somebody. Even if the same words are used, if in the right situation or the right stage of life, those words can have life-changing results. Fathers, let me help you out. I remember, I remember so vividly, uh, especially Christian. Every time Christian came home uh, from the hairdresser, you know, every time she came home, she made it a point to come in my room. And I made it a point to say, your hair is beautiful. Your hair is pretty. You know, it, it, it sounds like elementary, but that can go a long way from a father. You can, you, you can, you can produce low self-esteem. You, you, you can produce a, 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 a daughter trying to get male validation somewhere else. Get off that macho kick, man. You, you got a daughter, you better hug them. You better tell them they're beautiful. Somebody will. Hello, somebody. So parents, it is very important. Parents, it is very important. Are you hearing me? You can produce low self-esteem. So, so flattery words, it's not like uh, being, being out trying to pick up somebody saying you look good, but, 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 but to the right person in the right situation, those words means life. Are you hearing me? So parents, you must allow your sons to have opinions and contribute in conversation. Don't, don't tell them they're stupid. Don't tell them every time they think of something, oh, that's crazy. Then they're going to second-guess themselves. They, sometimes they got to be confident. Even if you think they're in error, give them some insight into the decision. You know, let's get dumb, stupid out the vocabulary. Don't ever call what came from you stupid. You know what you calling yourself? Hello? And if so it is with spiritual matters. Depending on what stage you are in your walk with the Lord, you need or you still need an appropriate level of encouragement with guidance, with instruction. A two-year-old has a different encouragement need than a 45-year-old. Are you hearing me? It is the same way with a new babe in Christ. They, they have a different need than someone who's been saved 30 years, or we, they should have a different need. Now, if, you, if, if you've been here 30 years and, and you still acting like a babe in Christ, uh, they used to say that word... You, you are a special need saint. 
Now, my dad, my dad used retarded, but they put me in jail for saying that word now. So you are a special needs saint if you ain't grown nothing. Paul tells them, I think in the Hebrews, let's, let's get off the milk. You know, some people need nursing, but then some should be able to choose something. Are you hearing me? Let's get to the text, and I'll get this uh, point, and we can go home. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 9 says so clearly, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He, he, did, not, he did not appoint you to be judged. When you got saved, you left the judgment of God. You, you escaped God's judgment. So, so then he says, uh, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Whether you are dead, whether you are living when he comes, we should go back with him when he comes. Therefore, encourage each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. So God appointed us to salvation and not wrath. You have been equipped to live the saved life. That's a theme I always use. Look at somebody and say, God has equipped you to live saved. He will never give you something that you cannot handle for as salvation. He's talking about salvation. Salvation is obtainable through Jesus Christ. You don't have to feel guilty if you live for Jesus Christ in Christ. Are you hearing me? Thessalonians 5 and 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet the hope of salvation. He says this is how you get successful. If you put on, uh, when you put on the breastplate of faith and love, then the day, uh, let us who are of the day be sober. In other words, calm yourself. Calm yourself. You have greatness on your side. Come on, say, I have greatness on my side. You have salvation through Jesus Christ. It was given by his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Did you know Jesus is coming back? Jesus is coming back. The Thessalonians, they, they, they were anxious. This generation, you all don't believe it. Because if you believe he was coming back, you would, you would be in a readiness. Whether I'm on my job, whether I'm playing softball, whether I'm at the shop, grocery, wherever I am, I'm going to be ready for the second coming of Christ. He's coming as a thief in the night. Oh, it would be nice if, if heaven sent an email out. Greetings to the saints, to the body of Christ worldwide. Uh, just to let you know that on next Wednesday, uh, April the 10th, that, that Jesus will be returning soon. We hope to see you in the rapture. Make sure you bring everything you need for the journey. Oh, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? The church would be packed. 
Uh, if, if he was coming back last week, y'all got that now, man. Church, it would be standing room only. People would be crying. They'd be throwing cigarettes down and getting ready. And <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be so, it don't happen that way. He gone, he gone. The Bible says a thief in the night. That's why I don't spend too much time trying to line up you know, Iran, Iraq, and Jerusalem going to do that. I, don't, I mean, uh, we can do that sometime, and I, I did teach the, uh, the book of Daniel and Ezekiel and Revelation. I, I do that. I will do that again. But, but nobody knows when he's coming back. So, so, so Matthew, I think it's 24, Matthew 24, I think it is, Jesus said it best. I'm coming back. You don't know when, and you better be ready. That's how I teach it. He's coming back. You don't know when. Just be ready when he comes. So you ain't got to worry about what's going on on the Middle East. Just, just be ready. Are you hearing me? This world is crazy and it's getting uh, a lot more crazy. But the righteous will be okay because we have Jesus and we wait for his return. Are you hearing me? We were not selected for wrath, which is God's judgment. When you got saved, you were, you were, you were, you were rescued from God's judgment through Christ Jesus. Well, that thank God. Somebody ought to say, thank God for Jesus. To keep that mindset, verse 8 tells us to calm yourself and protect your head with the helmet of the hope. Of salvation that is strategically a helmet in other words uh, the brain is up here and 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 the devil works on that mind you talk about how how powerful the devil is all he do is talk he talked to Eve he didn't the Bible didn't say he 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 hit Eve in the mouth and the snake twisted her and made her eat the apple. He just, he just had a conversation. When Satan shows up in the Garden of Eden, Satan shows up talking to God about Job. He has a conversation. Satan shows up again talking to Jesus in the wilderness. He just has a conversation. So the power comes that I've got to protect my mind from my mind's logic. Because the devil is skillful as to make things make sense. And you got to protect the mind with the hope of salvation. In other words, the devil said that. However, the word says this. The devil in the, my, my, my flesh says this. However, the word of God says this. Tell your neighbor, put a however in your thinking. Whatever the, the devil comes, you got to say, however, this is what the word says. Are you hearing me? Surround yourself with faith and love as a breastplate. Paul encourages this church by saying in the text, you have greatness on your side. Come on, say you have greatness on your side. Come on, say it again. You have greatness on your side. You have salvation through Jesus Christ. It was given by his death, burial, and resurrection. And then encourage and edify one another. 
as I bring this to uh, a close. Encourage and edify one another. He says comfort, that means uh, encourage, to exhort, to, to strengthen, even to instruct. Come on, say exhort. Strengthen. Instruct. Now, then he says edify. Y'all see that word edify? That word means to build up. Too much tearing down, but not enough building up. You know, as saints, we should be above flattery. What we say to people should be intentional encouragement. We are all that we have. We, 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 we are the body of Christ. And the body of Christ needs encouragement that looks like this. Instruct me. Guide me. Understanding over judging. Come on, say understanding over judging. Building up rather tearing down. Come on, say building up rather tearing down. As saints, we need to stop the gossip and the backbiting and the spreading of discord among the brethren. Too much. It's too much talking. Too much backbiting. Too much hindering. We were on a conference call, me and Shea Boyd, and I said it in front of the lady. This is Dr. Shea Boyd. That wasn't flattery. That's saying, I appreciate and acknowledge your accomplishment, and I'm proud of you. Amen. You know, it don't, it don't take anything out my candle to give somebody else an illumination. See, some people think that if I, if I, if I illuminate you, my candle going to burn out. No, I still, I'm still illuminated. I'm, I'm still who I am. So if I, can, if I can say, hey, man, Carl, man, you all right, man. I just appreciate your faithfulness. You keep doing a good job. I am not diminishing what, so as a matter of fact, I'm illuminating a little bit lighter, a little bit heavier. Are you hearing me? Because the body of Christ, it's important to, to instruct and to guide and say, hey, have you considered that? Have you, have you considered that? I'm trying to help you. Have you considered that? Uh, I was talking to Eddie Hall yesterday. Uh, maybe, maybe I said something he didn't like, but I said, have you considered that? And Have you considered that? Have you considered that? And he said, oh, oh you know, I didn't think about it that way. You know what? You, you helped me. Now, that helps. Now, he ain't saying, oh, just mind your own business, Pastor. You know, I, I could have, but... But, you know, who knows what would have happened if I wouldn't have took the time to say, hey, there's a brick wall that you might hit. Amen. Hello, somebody. This is very important. When people say, I don't need nobody, I don't need, yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you, you. And we're going to get on that, we're going to get on encouraging yourself. That, that's not this message. It's coming. But, but building up rather than tearing down. Building up rather tearing down. I, I want to, building up rather tearing down. You, you know how you tear down 
uh, trying to trip somebody, trying to, you know, you know, it's like that little two-year-old mentality, you know, if, if y'all won't let me play, I'm going to take my ball. You know, if y'all don't let me play, I'm going to take, you know, you know, we, we, we would play marble, put, put a little dirt, we would play, I don't know what marbles are, we would just have marbles and we would, we would shoot them, um, and not plan for any points or anything, we would shoot them and somebody say, you can't play, we grab our marbles and put it in the pocket and run. Well, I said, no, 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 we, we, we build people up. We're not kicking the can and, and tripping you up just to, just to get a laugh, just to get a laugh. No, that's, that is not encouragement. You never rise up by pulling someone else down. That, that's the world's mentality. That, that's the world's mentality. That, that's what they did those games when I was working for the city uh, so-and-so, uh, they would do those games. You know, I ain't giving you what I have. I ain't giving you my mind. Because, uh, no, I give you everything I got. It's going to help the kingdom go on. Are you hearing me? Come on, say encouragement. So you never rise up by pulling someone else down. That's the world's mentality. Satan is the author of division and confusion. Let, let, let's, let's get that straight. Satan is the author of division. And don't, don't, don't fool yourself. Well, I'm just saying it because it needs to be said. No, some things don't need to be said. Do you know sometimes truth doesn't need to be said? Uh, you can read Paul, one in Paul's letter. He said that. It, it may be right, but sometimes it, it may not be right to say at this particular time. So your justification just can't be, well, it's the truth. Maybe you ought to shut up. There is a time to speak and there is a time not to speak. Are you hearing me? Just because you're just because, well, it's true, too much backbiting. Uh, uh, Peter says, be holy in conversation. We can do better if we build up. Oh, when my wife comes home and says, says something like, hey, handsome. Now, I may be ugly to you, but when she says it, that, that just goes a long way. When she says, how's that handsome man? I'm, he doing all right. I know my name. <laughs> now, now, that doesn't mean anything. It might be flattery words, but that's encouragement. She knows what to say and vice versa. You know, that, that just know how to encourage. It, it sounds flattery, but in the right situation, it builds up. Are you hearing me? You never rise up by pulling someone else down. I am not your enemy. Come on, look at somebody and say, I ain't your enemy. Satan is the enemy. And that is why you have to deal with jealousy. Envy, covetousness, pride, hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, family wars. You got to deal with all that because the devil uses those things to divide. Your, your ex-president, he has a spirit of division. I'm just going to say your ex-president. I ain't going to say his name. But your ex-president, he loves division. He loves to say stuff to, 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 to divide. 
That, that's a spirit from the devil. Anybody who loves to divide, when you say right, well, I was thinking left. You say left, well, I was thinking right. No matter what you say, they always got a spin on it. You got to watch that. It, it, it attacks uh, hierarchy. It, it attacks uh, what's going on, God's level. It, it attacks things because the devil don't like what God put up. That's why jealousy, work on jealousy. Work on envy. It, it, it's, envy and jealousy is unnecessary. Come on, say it's unnecessary. If, if, you, just look at, if you just deal with yourself, <laughs> you got a lot to offer. Come on, just say that. I have a lot to offer. But if you compare to the other person, you will always feel inferior because God never told you to compare. That's covetousness. When he says, mark the perfect man, he said, take note. He didn't say, act like and envy. Take note. And truth be told, the only perfect one is Jesus Christ. Jealousy, covetousness, pride, a high opinion of myself. That, 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 can, that can brood you not to encourage. Can't, can't say nothing nice. Can't say nothing nice. I was, I was uh, mother, my mother had the women's convention here last September, and uh, some people said, oh, this church is nice, the church is nice. And I said, I said, okay, if you like a tour, yeah, we want a tour. Uh, and, and another preacher was there. I said, I'll take you a tour. And he was like, mm. I was like, okay, I ain't, you ain't got to come. Ain't, you don't know skin off my back. The church is still the church whether you come on the thing or not. Some people ain't happy for you. Some people can't get over the fact that they don't have it. If you just work on yourself, God will do amazing things for you because he said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God took the time to design you. So, so in other words, you have something to offer if you just give God the glory. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. I'm too that. God didn't say that. You said that. We pray for every church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are never in common. That's why you don't never hear me talking about preachers and talking about other churches. Uh, I pray for all of them. Uh, this, is not, this is not to get you over here. I'm going to just uh, criticize everybody else. I don't do that. I, I don't criticize. I, I don't criticize. I very rarely call people out. Uh, the Bible says let the wheat and tares grow together. Now, if it's something that is against God's word, if it's a false prophet, I'll take you to the word. I'll tell you what to be. But just calling people out, just to, uh, be careful. That you ain't just trying to think you're the arrogant one that got all the answers. Nobody got all the answers. And God didn't wait for now to bring up the only person right all these thousands of years. Before you got here, there was a witness. And before, after you leave here, there was a witness. Amen.
Come on, say encourage one another. It's kind of like this. Uh, we desire to build up the saints and instruct them to live a godly life and to turn away from sin. Encourage them to never give up on God. They might be struggling. They might be having some hard time. Come on, say, never give up on God. Now, come on, come on, come on. We, we in this together. The devil, as soon as you mess up, the devil love to keep you away because he gets you feeling shame and guilty. Truth be told, if, if we all had those times where we failed God and, and if somebody told me they all holy, they ain't never done wrong, they, they fooling you. I, I try to be transparent. I try to say, you know what, every now and then, I, I say, I didn't do that right. I got to apologize. I, I, I'm always apologizing. It doesn't matter to me because I want you to know that God is the, the, the great one. Counterfeit can only be passed if there is a lot of real being passed. Think about that. Counterfeit can only be passed if there is a lot of real being passed. So, so my job is to make sure the word of God comes to you real. So you'll recognize the counterfeit. I don't focus on the counterfeit. I focus on the real. I feed the sheep with the real. And then you'll recognize what's not. Amen? You eat enough real, you'll recognize what's not real. Amen? Come on, say, appreciate the word. Don't hate it. The right source, I'm getting ready to close, the right source will bring you validation. Very key. The right source will bring you validation. Come on, say that with me. The right source will bring you. Now, now, in other words, we must encourage each other be, because people need it. In other words, a, a lot of people who are searching for love and connection conform to the world because it will give them validation. So in other words, I've got to love on people so they won't look for other validation. In other words, um, I have done things for, for people, not for to bring uh, light to myself, to encourage them. I want some of these young people, I ain't going to call them names, them people I did uh, a lot for, I want them to remember this old man. When they say the church ain't never done nothing for me, don't say it, this one. I've sent folk to Israel. <laughs> I bought computers, I, I slipped people in hand. I was at a Lions game. I was at a Lions game. I was watching the Lions. I was watching the Lions and, and, and the Jets. And uh, uh, Caitlin called me because I promised her I'd do an interview. And uh, I, was watch, I was at the Lions game. Lions game. Yeah. Y'all may think it's, I, I like football. But, but you take your time to, to help someone because, you know, the Lions can always lose. And they did. <laughs> but you only got one time to make an impression on someone that can say, oh, he, he, he ain't got time for nobody. So, so sometimes encouragement comes in many different ways. 
you all help, you all hearing this message. And, 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 and that's what, as I bring this to a close, that's why the right, the right source will bring you validation. Sometimes the wrong source will bring you validation. That's why you, gotta, you better love your children. You better tell them right because you better don't be that, don't be that macho. Hug them, kiss them, be, be, spend some time with them because someone will. I'm, I'm done. You may give up on people. You may give up on yourself, but never give up on God. If you got it all together, find someone who can use what you have. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Find someone who can use what you have. Speak to yourself. Not in defeat. Because if you are defeated, you can't encourage someone else. They'll take on your defeated mentality. Careful what you portray. I want you to uh, find someone. Find someone here. Find someone here and speak into their life. Find someone here, speak into their life. You may have to go to someone, just, you don't have to touch them, but just go to them and just speak into their life. Speak and find someone. Find someone and speak into their life. Just, I didn't say pray for them. Speak some encouraging words. Speak some encouraging words.